the Old Testament this morning and uh, in the book of Ezekiel uh, for our uh, scripture text, Ezekiel chapter 34, uh, verses 25 through uh, 26. Hallelujah. And let's just read from the Word of God today. Uh, He said, I will make a covenant of peace with them and cause wild beasts to cease from the land. And they will dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. And I will call showers to come down in their season. There shall be showers of blessing. If you know that old uh, that old uh, church hymnal that's in, uh, been in church hymnals for years and years, there shall be showers of blessing. This is where the writer, the one who wrote that song, got his thought and inspiration from. But I want to call your attention to the 26th verse where he said, I will make them and the places... All around my hill, a blessing, and I will call showers to come down in their season. There shall be showers of blessing. Look to a neighbor standing next to you and ask them this question Is your place around the hill? Is your place around the hill? By God's grace, that's what we want to be preaching on the subject. And for the next few minutes, let us bow our heads and pray. Father, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you, God, for this service. Everyone that is here, we are missing some today. We pray for those due to sickness or whatever the reason they're not here. Right now, Lord, I'm asking for your anointing to come down and touch me, Lord, because I'm nothing without you. I cannot do anything apart from you. And I'm asking you, God, for the next few moments of time that you will take the hearts of the people, place it in my hand that I might instill, Lord, your grace and your love into their heart. In the blessed and mighty name of Jesus, let the church say, Amen. And you can be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'll try not to hold you too long. Somebody says, and Pastor, if you lie about that, you'll lie about anything else. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, there was a visitor who went to the church, went to a church one time. It was all new to him. And uh, he was asked, having to ask somebody questions about everything that was happening uh, and going on because he'd never been to church before and he didn't know. Uh, uh, you know, what, uh, what everything was, what everything meant. And so there just happened to be a deacon that he was sitting next to, uh, like, uh, our deacon farmer up here. And, uh, and so every time something happened, he looked over, he said, now what does that mean? And so that deacon had to tell him what it meant. And, uh, finally the preacher got up behind the pulpit and, uh, he, he took off his watch and, and he laid it right up there like that, faced him just like that. And the guy asked the deacon, says, what's that mean? Dickens says, absolutely nothing. Hallelujah. Absolutely nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. When you study on the person of God concerning how he has historically related to man, I believe you're going to notice how that mountains and hills have always played an important role with God. 
I mean, all through the Old Testament, uh, when when God wanted to deal with man, I mean, there were many times that God used mountains, He used hills. Uh, they played an important role. Uh, in Abraham's day, it was Mount Moriah where God told him to go and offer his only son upon that hill as a sacrifice. In Moses' day, it was Mount Sinai where he went up on the hill, and he was gone on Mount Sinai for 40 days, and there he received the Ten Commandments, the law of Moses. Uh, God God uh, showed him the whole past history so he could write Genesis uh, um, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He, he, he saw all that um, uh, there on, uh, on Mount Sinai. And then in, later, later on, in King David's day, it was Mount Zion, there in the city of Jerusalem. Uh, these, um, all these hills and mountains all played a spe- was a specific value to God in relation to man. Now, in Ezekiel 34, which we just got through reading from, the subject matter and the context there, he's referring to the nation of Israel. Uh, thus, Mount Zion would be the literal hill given reference to, as God speaks of the day that he would return the glory uh, of Israel. But spiritually speaking, spiritually speaking, uh, uh, I want to share with you something, amen, relating to us today. Uh, I see another place. I see another hill, which I want to focus on in this message today. Hallelujah. Approximately some 500 years after Ezekiel wrote about another hill, another hill, came on the scene, which would prove to be the greatest blessing from God the world has ever known. 500 years after Ezekiel wrote, amen, these words, where God through Ezekiel said, amen, that I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. Hallelujah. There was another hill that came into view. Amen. That's very important to my and your life today. Hallelujah. In the book of Luke, chapter 23 and verse 33, reads like this. And when they had come to the place, everybody say place. When they come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals on the right hand and on the left hand. Hallelujah. God had told the people through the prophet Ezekiel that he would make all the places around his hill a blessing. My question today is, is your place around the hill? Oh, hallelujah. Is your place around the hill? Because 2,000 years ago, our Lord and Savior hung between heaven and earth on a hill called Calvary. And all around that hill, Brother Paul, God has placed a blessing. He has given us multiplied blessings around that hill. And what I want you to consider today is, is your place around the hill. Mm. Hallelujah. There was a man in the Bible, a man that we all know well. His name was Lot. Lot made his place 
around Sodom. Amen. Genesis 13, 11 through 13. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east. And they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan. And Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. It's important for us to realize today that Sodom didn't get bad after Lot went there. It was already bad long before he got there. Do you hear what I'm saying? But yet and still Lot decided to make his place around Sodom. Now, Lot was a good man, a righteous man, the Bible says. He had a godly heritage, amen, through Abraham. In other words, Lot was raised right. Hallelujah. Amen. He was raised right. He had a good heritage. Amen. He had people, amen, that guided him as a youngster in the youth that told him, but how many knows that too many of us, when we get out on our own and we begin to fill our oats, sometimes we go against what mom and daddy says. Sometimes we get away from what we raised. Oh, but thank God for grace and love of God. If mom and daddy put it in there somewhere later, it's going to come back. Hallelujah. Lot was a good man, a righteous man. He had a godly heritage. But Lot had a weakness. Now, I know nobody here has to, has to deal with that. Hallelujah. None of us has to deal with that, right? Hallelujah. Lot had a weakness that caused him to compromise his standards. For financial gain. He looked towards the cities of the plain, Brother Bobby, and he saw that it was well watered. And he said, man, I can take my flock down there and I can create me a financial empire. Hallelujah, I want that. It looks a lot better than what, amen, my uncle said up here. Amen, I'm I'm going down here. Hallelujah. He knew the kind of world... He was getting into. He knew the lifestyle that the people exhibited in Sodom and Gomorrah. But he thought he could handle it. Hear me what I'm telling you today, church. Too many people has had the rod pulled out of them and wound up in the arms of the devil himself because they thought they could handle it. But I'm here to tell you today, I don't care how much you love God and how strong you are spiritually, we're still flesh and blood, and there's some things we can't handle except unless Jesus gives us the strength. Ah, hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. He thought he could handle it. He was wrong. Brother Travis, he was wrong in thinking he could handle it. Hallelujah. He compromised his faith and his values for a shot at worldly opportunity, and he lost.
I was reading some time back part of the biography of a man, an entertainer that most of us know. I'm, I'm sure everybody knows, and that was Glenn Campbell. When he came out of his small town community, people in New York and Hollywood laughed at him and made fun of him. They would call him Mr. Clean because, because at first, even though he was trying to build his career, Brother Travis, there were some lines that he refused to cross at first. Hallelujah. But somewhere along the line, he got a taste of that first little bit of fame. Something about us humans, we like the applause. Hallelujah. And the devil can use just something as simple as the applause to lead some of us astray. And one of his songs that went number one, and even they made a movie about it. He wrote and penned the words, there's been a load of compromising on the road to my horizon, but I'm going to be where the lights are shining on me. Oh, God, hallelujah. What will we throw away? What will we give up? Hallelujah. To put our place somewhere other than the hill. Oh, God, we better listen to what the Word tells us today. It's not worth it. What's that phrase, Brother Travis? Sin will take you farther than you want to go. It will uh, leave you longer than what you want to stay. And most of all, we heard this yesterday, it'll cost you more than what you want to pay. Hallelujah. Lot. Lot, he had to pay dearly. He lost some of his children, lost his wife. He lost all that fortune. He pitched his tent as far as Sodom. Pitched his tent toward Sodom. Hallelujah. He thought he could handle it. He thought he could go ahead. Amen. But it wasn't like what he thought it would be. Hallelujah. Folks, I'm going to tell you this morning, if you are putting your place, amen, it's the places in your life, if it's around anything other than the hill called Calvary, it's in the wrong place. It's in the wrong place. I want to talk now about the places around Calvary and how that they are a blessing. The places around Calvary are a blessing. He said it himself. He said that I will, I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. And I will cause showers of blessing to come down in their season. Hallelujah. If you want to have the blessing of God in your life, then you've got to go and get under the spout where the glory is coming out. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If you want to receive the blessing of God in your life, you've got to get to wherever he's pouring them out at. Hallelujah. 
I don't know why some people, and I'm not being critical, for, uh, no wise, no way. I mean, because, you know, we're, we're not in the business of condemning or nothing like that. But I don't know why some people will sit on church pews in dead churches, listen to dead men trying to give them something that's supposed to be life and liberty. Lord and God, Jesus Christ is not dead, never has been and never will be. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I change not. The places around Calvary is a blessing. What are some of these places around Calvary that we need to get ourselves in? Number one, one of the places around Calvary is mercy. Hallelujah. Do you need mercy this morning? Then you've got to get around God's hill. Because it's at Calvary where God pours out His mercy. Romans chapter 9 verse 16. So then it is not of Him who wills, nor Him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. Hallelujah. I don't care what I try to do on my own. I could never by myself try to live good enough to please God. Hallelujah. I have got to have God's mercy. I need His mercy. I can't survive without His mercy. It's His mercy that allowed me to get up and get out of bed this morning. Can somebody hear what I'm preaching? Hallelujah. It's His birth. It's His mercy that allows me to breathe. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I, I, I know about my, my, my mortality. Hallelujah. Amen. I could, I could kill over. I could go out. But it's by all oh, the song you sung a while ago, Brother Dale. His grace and His mercy has brought me through. I'm alive and in this moment, Lord, all because of you. Hallelujah. Oh, it's because of you. Because of Calvary. You need some mercy in your life? Make your place around Calvary. <laughs> Glory. But you know what? Mercy is not the only thing. It's not the only place around Calvary. That God pours blessings out. The second one is forgiveness. If you go to Calvary, if you go around God's hill, you can get some forgiveness. There's no greater blessing than forgiveness. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. According to the riches of His grace. I don't mind. I don't mind shaking hands with anybody in this church. Hallelujah. But my handshake, just because I'm a preacher, is not what's going to save you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we want to make heaven our home, Brother Travis, you got to have more than a handshake of Sammy Pruitt. Hallelujah. You're going to have to have some forgiveness. And I'm not just preaching on you because I need forgiveness every day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I am in need of forgiveness. Hallelujah of God. Amen. If you, if you get married and you stay married, 
you're going to have to give and receive forgiveness to one another. Hello, somebody. Amen. Did you say three times a day, four times a day? (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. I tell you what. I tell you what. Since I always like to plan ahead, y'all excuse me just for a minute. We're going to go to intermission break. Darling, forgive me. Now I'm one up for tomorrow. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory Glory to God. Hallelujah. Sister Lisa, we're all in need of forgiveness. If you don't get it by the shaking of preacher's hand, if you don't get it by joining a church, because the church is not really going to get you there. Hallelujah. I like what I've seen my niece put on, on Facebook one time. That, uh, uh, sitting in a garage don't make you a Cadillac, just like sitting in church don't make you a Christian. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. If you need forgiveness, you got to get to the hill. Oh, hallelujah. I said, you got to go to the hill. Hallelujah. Oh, I like that one gospel songwriter. Hallelujah. And I never got over the hill. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's one of the places of blessing. I'm, I'm rushing along. Let me give you one more. One more place around the hill. Freedom. <laughs> Freedom. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. Paul told the church in Galatia, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. Have you ever felt bound? Have you ever felt trapped? Hallelujah. Has has things in life just kind of wrapped you up? Maybe uh maybe habits in our life or, or or whatever it could be that we um that we just feel trapped. Let me tell you, hallelujah, Brother Paul, we need to go to the hill. Because God said, I'm going to bless the places around the hill. And one of those places around the hill, glory to God, is freedom. Hallelujah. I don't know how you think about it, but I'm glad for the freedom that I have in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He is, whoever the Son has made free, is free indeed. Another scripture said, now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. Hallelujah. means the same thing. Hallelujah. Glory. It's one of the places around the hill. Glory to God. Today, if you have made your place around your job, your career, your family, or anything else other than Calvary, you need to change your place. Amen. If you if you pitched your tent like Lot anywhere else other than God's hill, you need to change your place. 
I want you to know something today. He has a place for you. He's got a place for you. Make your place around God's hill. Calvary should be the center and the focal point of our life. Come here a minute, Brother Paul. I want to give one final illustration here. Now, you just stand right there. Put out your hands right here. (laughs) Hallelujah. Okay. Now, as you look at him standing here, don't look at a man, but let's just kind of, let's just pretend this is a cross right here. He's a cross. He's sitting on that hill. For God said he put his places, mercy, forgiveness, freedom. There's other things. You know, there's other things we could add around here. We could go if we want to go ahead and preach another hour or two. Hallelujah. But here's the cross. Behind the cross is my past, Brother Joseph. Behind the cross is all the times I lied or cheated or stole or looked my eyes in lustful ways. All the things in my life that I'm not proud of. All the things in my life that I just seemed not to talk about. When I make my place at Calvary on the hill at the cross... My past is behind on the other side of the cross. The only thing I've got is a future. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. The only thing I've got is a future. Thank you. Praise God for forgiveness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where He cast our sins as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered again. I serve a God today who's got Alzheimer's. He forgets a lot. Ain't it amazing that a lot of Christians we 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 say we're Christians and we and we like Jesus, but yet we always want to remember when our brother and sister messes up or does wrong or sins. We always want to bring something up in the past. We want to do things that God can't do because He said He can't remember. Once you come to Him and you believe and you put your trust and faith in Him and you get in that place of mercy and you get in that place of forgiveness and you get in that place of freedom, He forgets the past. <laughs> Glory. And if the, even the devil ever tries to remind you of your past... Sister, just remind him of his future. (laughs) Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said if the devil ever tries to bring up your past, you just tell the devil his future. He's going to the hot place. Hallelujah. That's where he's going. He's going to be there. But by God's grace and by God's mercy, not by my words, I'm going right there to the foot. Hallelujah. Oh, my Jesus. Is your place around the hill? Thank you, Lord. Let's everybody stand together.
There's a chorus of a song. Come to my mind. I'm going to do it. And while we sing, if you've been making your place anywhere other than Calvary, I invite you to come down and change your place right now. Hallelujah. Get in the place of grace. Get in the place of mercy. Get in the place of forgiveness. Get in the place of freedom. There's room at the cross for you. Oh, there's room at the cross for you. The millions have come. There's still room for one. Oh, there's oh, there's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross. Oh, there's plenty of room right now. God's got you a place prepared. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. There's room at the cross for Amen. We're going to sing it again. If you need to come, won't you come? There's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross. For you, the millions have come. There's still for one. Oh, there's room at the cross for you. Jesus, a hand clap of